All right, MOC folks, those of you listening, we are uh, definitely grateful and blessed to have the one and only Sean Lamb on here. Uh, if if you know anything about Sean, you know that the dude lifts heavy shit. And then to top it off, he started doing strongman stuff, which now he went from being strong to what the fuck, dude? So uh, <laughs> not only is he strong and really, really good at CrossFit movements and just really high technical movements, he's extremely, extremely gifted when it comes to like correctional work. Uh, he was down here working on uh, his chiropractic license and whatnot, and now he is officially Dr. Lamb. So Sean, if there's anything I missed, feel free to take it away. Uh, I'm living in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he is a Canadian, you guys, so that means he's extremely friendly. Uh, you wouldn't be able to tell that if you worked out with him. He's so cutthroat. <laughs> Not anymore, less so now. <laughs> so the first time I ever met Sean was one of my uh, lowest moments ever as a competitor. I was actually up at uh, the Cascade Classic the first time they ran it, and I stopped on the rower and looked back at Tony and said, I, I don't have any more. And that's the first time I met Sean. So I imagine that left a pretty amazing impression on you. <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, an interesting first impression for sure. Uh, <laughs> it was good, right? Expectations are low and then they build up as you get to know you, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what I did with my wife. I, I really put the expectations really low. So now I just do nothing but surprise her. So it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man i i had the pleasure of competing with sean uh he he pushed me to lift heavier than i thought that i was going to potentially lift in that competition it was god what was that that was that weird little turkey gauntlet whatever we call oh, a gobbler gauntlet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah there's a crazy complex uh that typically you only see in competitions it's like a screw a, a clean front squat front squat than something else and yeah i that hurt and i didn't want to go heavy on that and you made me because you kept putting weight on the bar yeah so, I will. <laughs> <laughs> now what's what's your secret when it comes to just being a badass at putting weight over your head because i it, the fear of god hits me every time the weight gets to my face so what's your secret uh, I mean, it comes down to goals, right? What, what do you want to do with it? And why do you want to be strong? Or why do you want to lift, right? And, th and the main driver for me, as far as continuing to pursue that is, is just being a good example for my patients, um, as well as kind of practicing what I preach, right? A lot of the times with, with my patients, I, I do prescribe exercise or, or some kind of strength training, um, because I do believe that it supplements um, whatever work we do in the office tremendously, right? Yep. Um, so on my end, I continuously want to get strong because I don't really see a ceiling necessarily, right? The longer I can stay strong, the healthier I'll be, right? My bone density is going to be nice and strong. Um, I'm going to maintain muscle mass. I'm going to stay in shape, right? So the, the benefits are endless. And that's something that you really have to m maintain consistency with, right? Because especially yeah. as you age, those things start to, um, to diminish at a, at a faster rate. Tell me about it. You see all this gray in the beard. Those of you that are listening, you don't get to see the gray, but there's gray in the beard. And I had always said that if I, if I start losing hair up top, I'm going to shave it all off. And well, Sean's seeing this lovely bald scalp for the first time, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. Like uh, I would say that 
most of the individuals that I know uh, from high school or college that I've competed with in track or whatnot, I would say a very large portion of them are so deconditioned because of the fact that they didn't have that goal. Their goal was sport. And now that it's gone, there is no drive. And I don't know. For me, I just, I, I, I love competing. Uh, I'll be honest with you. If, if you weren't at the gym, I probably would never show up and work out because of the fact that I love working out with you because we can, we could throw down and work out and potentially just hate each other in that moment because either a it's, really high technical movement which i suck at and you're crushing at or it's just something that's like brute strength deadlift and you're like fuck you why are you moving that and we would we would go neck and neck and you'd definitely win more times than not and uh and then we'd be done and we'd be good but there was always that that drive like i think my wife thought for a long time that i didn't like her i was like no i think sean's really an awesome dude i i love him to death <laughs> when we're in the middle of working out, I fucking hate them, you know? So, <laughs> and that's, I think that's how just about any training partnership or training group should be like, there's a fun mm -hmm. atmosphere, but uh, yeah, I would definitely agree with you on the fact that without that particular drive, uh, it's tough. My particular external drive was trying to beat you in workouts and, and gloat about the fact that I'm 11 years older than you and I beat you in something. So. That definitely gives you some good motivation. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, man, so now on my last podcast, I was talking with uh, a weightlifter, uh, really solid dude, uh, has been around the block with a lot of the who's who's in lifting. And uh, he has uh, a handful of certifications in that particular realm. Um, now, his, he had a statement that I really, I really like and I stick with uh, for me as far as when you're training somebody stay within your scope so like for me i will admit and you most likely will attest to this i'm not a supple leopard i'm not mobile in the least bit it's painful to do toes to bar so for me when it comes to mobility i always outsource it or i try to grab information that i think runs hand in hand with what uh with my philosophies. So like I snagged your video that you posted the other day and posted it with some of my programming. I hope that was okay. Cause I didn't ask you, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I made sure that I gave you a lot of props on it. But um, so I will never sit down and tell people, this is how you do mobility. I'll always outsource it. Now what's for someone like you, it's a little different because you have mm -hmm. so many backgrounds and I mean, by definition, you are an expert at many different levels of fitness and in wellness. So what's your take on that as far as like stay within your scope or broaden your horizons as far as coaching goes? Yeah, I think it's important to note that in order to be an expert at, at something, right, or to have that, that knowledge, you don't necessarily have to be a pro at it, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not the most mobile dude ever, but I practice these things that I, that I promote and that I teach to a lot of my patients. Right. And that's, that's what people look for is that if you're consistent with it and you truly believe in it and you work at it yourself, right. Then your patients are going to be a little bit more compliant because they understand the fact that, Hey, I'm not just saying, Hey, do this. When you get back, do this. Right. I'm actually doing those things on my own. And that, that warrant, that gives a lot of people trust in what, what I'm doing. Right. Um, yeah, being a master or, or having that expertise is just based on having, I think, you have to have a certain amount of passion, 
Yeah. Um, if you truly believe that it can help people and, and you're genuinely interested in learning as much as you can, I think that really supplements that, that learning curve and it really helps you, I guess, see it from a different angle, which can be um, very beneficial um, as a clinician, especially. Nice. Well, one thing I definitely respected about you is the fact that not only did you just know a shit ton and don't get me wrong, being older than you, it was always, I, it was like swallowing my pride to come and talk to you and get help. Like, especially with like deadlifts. Like uh, when I came and asked you for some assistance, because like for the first time in my life, I was getting low, low back pains. And I was like, watch my deadlifts. What am I doing? And you made a couple of fine, like fine tune tuning corrections that really helped. Um, I think the thing that I loved about your approach was it wasn't your way or the highway. You were very open to other different types of philosophies and other different types of movement patterns. And you really watched what I did to come up with something that was going to probably work best for me. And it ended up transferring over into a lot of my lists. My squats and everything started really improving because of just a couple cues you gave me, which I'm not going to throw out there because that's stuff that people should definitely, <laughs> like if you're, if you're in Canada, you should definitely pay him money to, to work with you. <laughs> so, um, but uh, just like speak to your approach. Like what, what makes you different as, as a specialist, as a corrective exercise specialist? Uh, well, I think what's important is that when I'm evaluating an athlete or I'm watching somebody move, at least knowing that everybody's different and everyone's going to move differently to some degree, I think that's the most important thing to kind of to go into to evaluating somebody. That's that's a thought you have to start with because if you're thinking that this, that you're going to be the same person or you're going to move very similar to how I move or anybody else, right, then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because there's so much variation in movement, right? everybody's built differently right our hips anatomically vary from person to person right um and so it's so it's so hard to generalize a treatment approach or a movement approach because that's just not realistic right so I when i look at you move right i look at how do you generally move right what are some things that we can tweak does it work does it feel comfortable for you um does it help you perform right there's going to be a few different things or does it get rid of your back pain right if I have to choose between performance and pain or discomfort, I usually try to clear up that pain discomfort um, part first before we start looking at, at, at excelling athletically, right? Now, is that uh, your same that approach also, with like a competitive athlete, say a competitive powerlifter, crossfitter, baseball mm -hmm. player? Yes. Nice. And I mean, that even applies to general populations as well, right? You're maybe starting to get more active. You hurt your back, right? The first thing I'm going to do is manage that pain, see if we can work around it, see if we can work on the aggravating movement. So if you hurt your back deadlifting because you're not, you, you haven't had much experience deadlifting, our first step is going to be, okay, well, let's see how you deadlift it first, okay? Let's see what your general awareness around that movement looks like. And then maybe we'll clean up a few different things and maybe one small cue really helps with the amount of pain you experience, right? Maybe you can deadlift now with zero pain, even though you're experiencing back pain. That's a pretty powerful thing um, for people to see in a lot of cases, right? If somebody comes in your office, they can barely walk. They say, yeah, I just blew my back out deadlifting, super scared to do it again, right? I want that person to keep deadlifting because it's an amazing movement and it transfers across so many different domains of health. Right, yeah. So if I can clean that up, and I can make you recognize the fact that 
maybe it wasn't the deadlift that, that hurt you. Maybe it's how you did it that, that hurt you, right? And so if we can clear those things up and get rid of some of those misconceptions about, yeah, deadlifting is going to hurt your back, right? We can get rid of that initial, that initial uh, misconception. It can change a lot of, about how that person perceives exercise or specific movement. Um, so that's one of my main goals when I work with people who hurt themselves trying to be active. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's like visit number one, one of our, our my main um, goals before they leave. Yeah. I like that. I mean, and the, the thing that really kind of resonates with me is the fact that like right at the very beginning, you're talking about how each person moves differently. Uh, and I mean, I've said it time and time again, you have 20 different people, you're going to have 20 different squats. There's different nuances to how they move. And for, for somebody to teach one general overlay technique it may work when you're coaching the masses, but if it's like, if you're individually coaching and your cue is the same exact cue for each person, then for me, I feel as like my personal opinion, I feel as though it's like, now you need to kind of go back to the drawing board. You've either mm -hmm. a gotten a little bit lazy with your coaching or B you just don't know enough. So mm -hmm. I think that, uh, cause I mean, I remember hearing you coach folks in the gym numerous times. And I, I think I mean, thinking back, and I don't recall you ever repeating a cue to anybody because it was like, A, how do they actually relate to this movement? B, how are they mm -hmm. moving? And C, what's going to keep their attention? And those three things you were always able to kind of really drill with folks. Uh, I think that um, I might have been more of a headache for you because I never really listened, you know? <laughs> it wasn't until like months later when I was like, oh, yeah, Sean did say I should probably do it this way let's try that and it, it works so you know <laughs> yeah i mean there's different cues for everyone right if yeah. you tell somebody working on a hinge pattern hey stick your butt back right how one person perceives that cue versus another can be totally different so usually like that one cue that really clicks with with an individual and that, yeah. I, I think that's where you get the most success so if i'm teaching a class for example or if i'm working with patients i try not to use the same cue over and over because if it doesn't resonate with them we're not getting anywhere yeah if i find something that relates to them day to day i, I actually was working with a mom who just started um lifting deadlifting and she's got kids and i was like oh okay so you're a busy mom and you're holding groceries in your hand so when you're when you're getting out of the car after you go grocery shopping, how do you shut the car door with your, with your hands being full? She's like, oh, I push it back with my butt. I'm like, okay, show me what you do. She did a perfect hinge. I said, hey, that's a hinge. Nice. Said, oh, okay. And I was like, all right, now just grip this barbell, do the same thing. And she's like, wow, that feels so much different, right? Nice. You just got to find what resonates to that specific individual and how, yeah. how they can interpret that information, right? Yeah. My favorite was uh, I had a coach tell me and I started using it as a cue for like the masses. I had a coach tell me flat out. He was like, when you teach your kids how to take a shit, what do you tell them to do? <laughs> you tell them to put their butt back because otherwise there's going to be a mess. Pretend as though you're not trying to clean up a mess every day. I'm like, oh. I was like, that makes sense. Don't lose your shit. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that was one totally, that always stuck right? with me. But granted, you know, I, I am self-admittedly an HR nightmare, and so is uh, the individual that gave me that particular cue. Um, I don't imagine that would work in your particular line of work when you have HR talking to you and stuff. So, you know. <laughs> uh, we could clean it up a little bit, get the point across. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, um, in this particular quarantine coronavirus, a, I know you see it, and it, it's, it's always tough because um, – 
what we see is basically what we essentially subscribe to with our clicks when we're on Facebook or whatnot. But we're seeing a lot of working out at home without a lot of supervision and things like that. Um, a lot of folks are struggling with either A, motivation, or B, they're getting injured. If you can give them one tip, what would you say that would be? And keep it appropriate for the tip. <laughs> yeah, I, w I mean, I would totally say just stay active because being active is always going to be better than nothing, right? In a time like this, mental health is a huge thing, right? It's, that's a huge driver for motivation um, for a number of different things, right? And so being active actually has many benefits towards your mental health and it can help you in, in that domain itself, right? That alone is a huge reason why we should be moving, right? Um, I know people are scared of injuries, things like that, but what we have to recognize is that our bodies are not fragile. I think one of the mistakes the healthcare industry has made in the past is, is created a bit of a fear-mongering model where we've felt afraid to do things without the, the go-ahead by a, a trusted health professional, right? Our, our bodies are so strong and so durable that we can do so much shit to our bodies without hurting ourselves. We don't even know, but we're oh, yeah. so afraid of that injury that it prevents us from going past that, that comfort zone and trying something else, right? If you're scared to do a movement, maybe look it up, look up a few different videos, see how people do it, give it a try, right? Obviously, you're not piling up as much weight as you can, but yeah. you're teaching yourself, right? Repetition is such an important thing when you're learning a movement because A, it's, it's foreign movement to your body if you've never done it before. So it's like trying to walk, right? Yeah. You got to start with baby steps. You got to have that, that knowledge. You got to watch enough people do it. And then once you gather all that information together, it kind of gives you that blueprint of, okay, how am I going to try this movement myself, right? And so this is a great time for us to experiment with different types of movement, right? Because we don't have the access to group classes. We don't have the access to... All the toys. All the toys, right? <laughs> yeah. We can just really break it down and just kind of work on, let's work on some body weight movements, right? Where do I feel like I'm struggling? Why, right? Where do I feel like mobility-wise... Or do I feel like I'm really locked up and I can't really get good quality movement through X specific joint, right? Oh, yeah. To all those guys yeah. out there that are like, I'm just going to do a one rep max every Friday. It's like, well, guess what? Now you have to mobilize and do some endurance type things, right? <laughs> I'm guilty of that too. I like, I like to max out a lot. So this has been a good time <laughs> for me to, to step back since I don't have a heavy barbell. So uh, yeah, it's been been different, but now, really good. Now, you say I think that I modestly, it. and I saw you in your garage with what, like 290? Or was it two? Oh, no, I, I, I think I snatched 235. Yeah, light barbell on my ass. Jeez. Now, for like the tip of the spear crossfitters, sure, that might be light, but come on now. <laughs> <laughs> for us massive athletes that are happy. That's happening. all the weight I got. <laughs> but yeah, so now if... Uh, for those that are listening and, and are trying to figure out what they probably should do without giving away the farm, what would be one movement? Like if you had to pick out of all the movements that you can do, if you did, what would be one movement you would tell them you should probably really focus on this? Hmm. Uh, I really like the thruster because it encompasses a lot of different body uh, parts, strengthens a lot of different areas. Um, so you can literally like pick up a heavy sandbag, pick up a couple of gallons of milk, you know, anything, squat it, press it overhead. Um, I really like that movement. 
if you don't have the best squat, maybe just work on that. Um, but yeah, like it's the fundamentals that I think people really need to clean up. Um, and I think that now is a perfect opportunity to do it. You can get a little creative. You can add a little bit of load. Um, I think it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I like that. I know I have been working on my squat like like crazy because after not being under a barbell for a long time and sitting at a desk, suddenly I realize what it's like to be general public. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to be like, why can't you make time to get in the gym? And then now life is actually happening to me. I'm like, oh, that's why. I feel like I should call all my old clients and apologize. So <laughs> it helps us learn. Right. You need to make those mistakes. <laughs> uh, well we are at our 20 minute mark um so i always leave things off at about 20 30 minutes so then i do a final thought and uh but this is your opportunity for folks up there in canada specifically to uh hopefully i can get somebody up there to talk and listen <laughs> this <laughs> but uh i do actually have uh three clients um, that are up in Canada, uh, and they have been listening regularly. So, and I believe they're now. Where are you located at again? I'm in Saskatchewan, Canada. So, so I thought I'm they're, like they're literally yeah, I'm right in the middle. Yeah, they're right in your neck of the woods. Um, one of my old clients, uh, he travels up there to see his daughter and and then their friends and stuff. So, yeah, that's pretty awesome, awesome. stuff. Yeah, sweet. Well, you might have somebody drop in, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, I mean, if, if anything, that this talk just really helps folks. But uh, give you can do what you like. I like to give a moment to have you give a, either a shameless plug or drop some knowledge on some folks. Uh, go ahead and take it away, brother. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say. Um, I have an Instagram account that you guys can follow for the Americans that I cannot be treating. Um, <laughs> So you can follow me at Doc Sean Lamb, so D-O-C dot Sean Lamb, S-E-A-N-L-A-M-B. Um, I post a decent amount of stuff there, um, whether it comes to lifting or even just kind of working on a couple um, areas that are a little locked up in your body that you can work on yourself. Um, I try to create as much educational content as possible, so you can check it out on, on that Instagram account. Um, as far as just kind of keeping yourself healthy throughout this, this odd time in our lives, um, now is a perfect time to get good quality sleep. I, I think that's one of the most underlooked things um, that now we have a ton of access to. We have a lot of time at home, right? Get those eight hours of sleep. Make sure you're setting yourself up for a healthy sleep environment. That can reduce a lot of things um, with your day-to-day -day aches and pains, right? decreases inflammation overall right our cortisol levels are less uh we're feeling more energized right there's so many different benefits that are associated with it even from like an inflammatory perspective where we have pain right if we're reducing the overall inflammation in our body everything's going to be running smoother less achy and probably a lot better so um i'd say sleep well while we're while we have this opportunity because a lot of us just get too busy to to give that that moment and it's it's a perfect time to kind of recognize how good that feels and to maybe carry that over into our our normal life when things kind of clear up here <laughs> nice yeah yeah i would i would 100 percent agree with that like if i had a dollar for every time i had a client tell me i just don't have enough time to get the proper sleep or i don't have enough time to meal prep uh i mean shoot 80 percent or more 
is nutrition and your rest. So it's like, now you have all the time in the world. <laughs> so let's... Yeah. I mean, I've been cleaning up my food uh, quite a bit too. Now I'm like, I can't work out nearly as much. So I gotta, I gotta eat a lot healthier. So I've been really fine tuning my diet over the past week here. Right. I've all of a sudden been cooking everything. I've been uh, plant-based now since the start of all this, so about three weeks now. I've uh, been right. st- strictly plant-based because I was having some gut issues when I, whenever I'd eat meat. So uh, I got to admit, it's been amazing. I wake up, don't have any issues. My joints aren't, I don't look nearly as bad as I used to when you saw me like getting down on the ground. So yeah. <laughs> I can actually get down on the ground. I still can't sit cross-legged though. That's a real problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, well, you heard it here. The doc has spoken. Get your damn sleep. Uh, Find him on Instagram. Uh, You won't, uh, you won't be sorry whatsoever. Uh, The stuff he posts is amazing. Uh, Like I said, I I stole some of his stuff and I plan on stealing more in the future. So, (laughs) all right, I'm going to go ahead and hit stop on the record here. Yay. All right, so this is like take two, because on the last one, Micaiah was doing amazing. I actually got distracted because we're doing this right in front of our dog, and he decided to growl looking out the window, and then went into the kitchen and started drinking water. And if it's all you hear is him drinking water, it's one of the most just not good sounds it sounds like somebody's off licking their crotch it's not okay so we started over um in this podcast we had sean lamb uh sean sean did an amazing job in talking to uh just the the training in regards to working with somebody that is going to have a primary focal point or a very specific uh regimen for your training so having a coach that's going to be kind of a generalist uh, but then when you do want to focus on those specialty things and you focus on that coach that has a specificity towards that goal so if you want to focus on olympic weightlifting well for example i could only take you so far i have certifications in it but i am not by any means a specialist in that realm so if your goal is to get really really good at that well, you're going to want to go to a coach. And since I believe in outsourcing, if that's the case, then I would send you to who I feel is probably the best. So for example, Makai, it would be like, mommy cooks an amazing lasagna, right? I would never tell her this to her face, but she cooks a really good lasagna. Now, mommy's really good at that. We'll call her a specialist when it comes to cooking lasagna. Now, you're really good at kind of, make you like making a sandwich things like that so you can make things right mm-hmm. yeah so what if i told you micaiah i want you to make me lasagna i wouldn't be able to make it because i don't even know the right ingredients right would you try anyways just for the heck of it or would you say yeah let's go ahead and talk to mama i would say that you'd say what let's go talk to mama <laughs> okay so even my eight-year-old understands the importance of working with a specialist. So <laughs> she's not going to, she's not going to try it. What would happen if, what would you, what do you think would happen if you tried to, to make a lasagna? I would break the stove. Break the stove. That's pretty impressive because daddy does a lot of things 
that's probably not good on the stove and it, it doesn't break it. So how would you break it? I might put the I might um put the heat up too high. I I might I just might do a lot of wrong things. I might burn the lasagna. <laughs> so so what you're saying is is if you're not a specialist, there's a potential that it might not turn out the right way. Kind of. Yeah. Now it's not to say that you can't learn it, right? Mm -hmm. If you wanted to learn it, I'm sure you could. And that's the same thing that happens with fitness. If you want to learn a specialty, you, you definitely can. There's courses out there. But be, when somebody asks or says, hey, I want to work on running. I want to work not just on my endurance, but I want to work on running technique. I can go out on a limb and say there's not a lot of coaches out there that are qualified to do that. And typically when somebody says, I want to improve my endurance, the best way to improve somebody's endurance is actually improve their motor patterns when it comes to their running. Because if you're running with improper motor patterns, and I was actually just talking about this with my wife, it feels like you're running in water against the current. And you want to actually fix it so that you're flowing with the stream. So in a sense, we don't want to burn the lasagna. We don't want to run uphill in water against the current. We want to actually turn things around, work with the specialist that's going to make you in flow, so to speak. So Sean really speaks to that. And I think for, like I said in the podcast, Sean is definitely a, a special case because of the fact that he actually went to school to become a doctor in chiropractic work and, and rehabilitation type work as well. So dude knows his stuff. And then if you ever worked out with him, he throws around some seriously heavy weight. Do you ever, do you remember Sean when he lifted heavy stuff? Sean, you didn't leave a lasting impression. So I think you need to come back down to Portland and throw some heavy weights around. Because as it stands right now, I think my daughter thinks I'm stronger than you with most lifts. So is that right? No. Wow. She's just not a fan. It's okay. I think I might have to delete that part of the podcast. <laughs> but uh, in the end, you guys, what I want, the biggest takeaway for this is know your body, know the program, and know what goals you want to achieve. First, we want to get general fitness together. We want to make sure that you're mentally prepared to actually get fit. It's not going to be like sleeping. If you haven't done anything for a long time, you will get sore. It's inevitable. You might get sore from the warm-up. It might take a couple workouts before you get sore, but it's going to happen. And one thing you have to understand that there's a general pain when it comes to soreness that you have to be okay with. But that's where coming in and understanding your body comes into play. So know your body, know what's sore and what's injured, and set the groundworks so that we can get you to more specific, more specific type training so that we don't burn the lasagna. Right, lasagna? Right, Micaiah? I just called you lasagna. Mm -mm. Lasagna face. Well, I wouldn't even eat, eat my own lasagna. Well, I would eat my own lasagna, even if it's burnt, because I'm stubborn like that. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out, I have a one of the most special guests uh, joining me for the closing thoughts. So, uh, Mikai, do you have anything you want to tell our tens of listeners? No. No? You don't want to tell them, like, wash your damn hands? 
No. Don't you think it's weird that it's like a novel thing for people to have to wash their hands? Like, didn't you learn how to wash your hands pretty early in life? Yeah. Yeah? Is it hard? No. So is it weird that adults don't wash their hands? Yes. <laughs> is it gross? Very gross. <laughs> tell us to wash our hands so many times and yet they don't do it right that's what i'm saying i'm like geez <laughs> well that is a topic for another podcast washing your hands and and proper shopping during this whole covid19 stuff but uh we'll get in that another time when micaiah and i have uh a little bit time to prep for that one so until then you guys champion your life stay safe wash your hands <laughs> and remember, do your best to get moving. It doesn't have to be the MOC app, although I would like it if it was, but get yourself out there and move. All right. Have a good one. Uh-huh.